We're joined on the program now by David Leete. David, welcome to the show. I trust you're well. I am very well. Thank you very much for having me. That's what I like to hear very well. And that's got to be the first thing I ask you. You've got this infectious joy about what you do and who you are. Where does that come from, David? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it just comes with the passion that I have for the sport. Um, and, you know, being able to, to do the sport for a number of years, I've uh, grown to learn it. You know, you just grow as a person. And, yeah, I guess it's just every morning I wake up and I love to do what I do. And this, you wanted to be something else, though. I, I saw a, a piece you did for New Zealand Olympics saying you wanted to be a policeman, then you wanted to be a rugby player, then you wanted to be a fireman. So it took a while to work out that you wanted to lift weights. What was the tipping point? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I I did want it uh, wanted to be something different, but you know sometimes uh, the sun and the planets didn't align that well. So you know, it kind of drifted off to weightlifting, and I I just tried it this one time and realized that I was getting pretty good at it, and so I stuck with it. Is it and when you started off, your your coach, longtime friend Tina Balls, was did she initiate this, or did you meet her later on? Uh, yeah, so. It was one of my friends who got me into weightlifting, um, and we didn't really like it at the time, so we stopped, and that's how I started playing rugby. Um, and so coming towards the end of my last year of high school, something Tina said to me um, kind of you know, convinced me to give it a try, and what she said was, um, do you want to be just another number on the field, or do you want to be a, a world-class lifter? So. I thought about it and uh, went to town for three months at the end of that year, came back in uh, 2015, I was all in with weightlifting. When did you work out that you were actually quite good at it? When did that drop? Uh, when, after a year or so of training, a few months, I um, made my first Oceania team and uh, got silver over in Caledonia 2014. Uh, I was still in high school at that time. Um, and yeah, when I came back, I was... It was just this thing about, you know, um, already making a New Zealand team and instead of waiting around and being just another number with the rugby statistics. I also heard, though, that you didn't like the idea of too much running. The training in rugby doesn't do it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not a fan of cardio, um, <laughs> as all props would say. But, um, yeah, I guess I chose I chose the right, right sport to do and um, I'm happy that it doesn't consist of any running. No, it must consist of a lot of eating, though. You, you're, a, you're a fair-sized human, aren't you? How, how does that keep going for you? Is that easy enough? Yeah, so um, I'm about 175 right now, body weight, uh, kilos. And, um, yeah, I guess with my good genes of being a tongue, and, uh, I could eat a lot and uh, build a, a big body base, and, uh, yeah, and, it, and it helps with weightlifting, so... It, it, it is hard to try and keep up with it, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Well, I was going to say, it must be tiring. It really must be. It's all very well saying eat what you want, but after a while, you must suddenly go, God, I just can't eat anymore at the moment. I need a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some days I don't even eat a day because, you know, I'm just sick of eating. But, yeah, I get, I get forced to eat, so I try my best to. <laughs> Highlight. David Leakey joins us. Uh, he's, a, he's a lifter coming off to the Olympic Games. So tell us about the path to the Olympics. You, you're qualified, aren't you? How did you get that far? Oh, uh, so I haven't qualified. You haven't? Okay. Yeah. So we have an 18-month uh, qualification period, and we have to compete at least six times at a IWF qualified um, sanctioned event. 
And so I've done four already. I've got two more, which one is in Qatar at the um, on the 24th of December, and Rome on I think like 28th of January, and that would be my last competition. Um, and then from there we wait until April, and uh, they um, certify. Uh, so they um, what's it called? And that's when they uh, tell me that. Uh, if I made the team or not. So, yeah, just two more competitions, wait till April, and um, they confirm everything from there. So what do you have to do to, to basically put it out of their decision-making? Can, can you force the hand? Do you have to win both of these events? Or what do you actually have to hit in order to almost secure that qualification? Uh, so the qualification uh, standards are you either have to be in the top eight at the end of the qualification period in the world, um, and to be in the board, you have to compete at least six times. And every competition comes with points. And whoever has the best points out of four of those competitions that you did out of the six uh, goes into the rankings in top eight and you make it. Or you can be number one in your regional, which is Oceania for us. Um, and I'm currently number one. And it's just keeping on top of that. And, um, yeah, come next year, hopefully I stay on top and... Um, Make, make the spot with uh, Oceania. So you'd be reasonably confident of securing qualification. You don't want to talk yourself up too much. No athletes do. But all things said and done, you should qualify, shouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I am the only super uh, attempting to go Olympics from Oceania. So I am at least 90% in. Um, and anything can happen in that 10%. And, uh, yeah. I don't want to jinx or talk it up or anything before I don't make it. Okay, so if, if it doesn't go right, don't blame me. I'm not. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I heard that the big thrill about the Olympics for you, if, if you do get there, is the idea that you rub shoulders with a couple of rock stars and you can't quite believe that you might actually be on that world stage. Do, do you still pinch yourself about that possibility? Oh, man, yeah, every day. Um, even experiencing the Commonwealth Games was a whole different world for me, you know. Um, having best rowers, best swimmers, best sprinters, um, best hockey players, number uh, sevens players, and they're just walking around um, the village like it's a normal day. And uh, being able to go to the Olympics where the whole world competes, everybody, you know, you get to see people like Usain Bolt, who runs 100 metres under eight seconds and stuff like that. You know, it's it's crazy. And, um, yeah, I'm very excited for it. You should be. I saw you in the video and you got a T-shirt that says, nah, bro. Can you get me one of those? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. If you, uh, you know, hit me up on Instagram, I can definitely uh, make you up for a free T-shirt. Now, mate, do you do them like in a medium? Because I'm only little, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I got it for free from Instagram. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll hit them up and let them know. Give us some um, diet tips. I'm a skinny white guy from the South Island. I, I need to get huge. I'm only 78 kg, David. What do I have to do to uh, get enormous? What are your tips? Uh, I, I guess you need to try some Thailand food, you know, some taro, some uh, taro leaves or some you know, fatty lamb or something like that. You, know, you need some good good fatty meat. Okay, so tell me how to prepare it. What do I do? I've never had taro before. <clears throat> so taro, it's, you just buy it from the supermarket, uh, go home, put it into a pot, put some water inside, Boil it. Once it's boiled, drain the water, tuck some coconut cream inside. There you have it. Simple. That's it. I'm coming your way, mate, from 79kg to 170. I've got my eyes on you, David Leithy. Good on you, bro. (laughs) Sweet.